Amen. We're going to switch the screens here in a minute. I am no technology guy. I'm a woods guy. I deal with trees. I don't deal with these. Um, let's see if this works. Hey, hallelujah. So this has been a real blessing to me, and I hope it is to you tonight. I really think there's some keys to life in this passage, and I, I'm not getting that directly for myself. I've looked at a lot of other resources, but John Piper outlines this in a way that I think is just really special about what this is for life. And we're going to walk through a little bit of an outline. Um, I'm not a Greek and Hebrew type man. Um, I'm a love the Lord. It's simple. Simple people can love the Lord. That's me. Um, but let's read it again. It says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Notice these imperatives right off the bat. I mean, these are, these are huge. Joyful. All the earth, all of creation, serve the Lord with gladness, come to his presence with singing. All of these imperatives that we are supposed to have. If you look at this and make this a bracket, this is one bracket, and I, I make this bracket joyful acts. Yes. Like this? Like that? Oh, boy. More? Where am I supposed to write at? Where am I supposed to write at now? This is... Good night. So these are joyful acts, right? Joyful acts. That's our responsibility. That's what we are supposed to bring to the equation is joyful acts. We're supposed to do these things, and they're supposed to flow free from who we are, right? That's our responsibility is, and we can even put our responsibility, is this. All right. How do you, yeah? Um, a little grammar thing. Um, in the, sen the first sentence. I deal with trees. Remember that. Okay. The you is understood. It's you. It's not written in there, but in grammar, you would say you make a joyful noise. You serve the Lord. You come into his presence. All the ones that are, you know, the verbs for us to be doing something. So it's a practicing participle before a pronoun, which makes it, I'm just joking, come on, humor here, you know, like I know what that is. It's possessive, it's, it's internal, it's possessive for you. You are supposed to do these things, right? This is supposed to be individually. Which is why I said that's our responsibility, responsibility corporately, responsibility personally, right? So these are songs that they would have sung, right? So they would have done so together. But it also is an internal thing. And tonight, I want to focus on the internal. Because I've had a crap week. I don't know about you, but I've had a week that I need this. Hopefully, <laughs> we can see that this is real life. So after that, this make a joyful noise, serve the Lord God is coming to singing. I love this because the next part of this is God. And it says no. That word no is different from later on where it says for. This is to remember. So remember that the Lord, He is God. It also means believe. It's bringing into your conscience that you know, remember, believe. We don't like to talk about feelings 
as, uh, as Christians, but we could say this is joyful acts and feelings, right? It's the wrong color, but oh well. We could say that's feelings. This part of it is not amount of joyful acts and feelings. This is known truth, right? This is a known truth. And I'm not going to write that down because it's running out of room. So what does known truth do for us? It says, know that he is God. It is he who made us. We are his people. So I look at this right off the bat and I say, he who made us. I'm possessed. I am his possession. We are his. Whose are we? We're the Lord, the creator, covenant God, one who gave himself to me, for me, God, Yahweh. He's using language to his people. He's using language to say, you are mine. And because you are mine, and because you will see later that you know I'm good and you know these things, right? you can then remember to make joyful noises, to serve me with gladness, to come in his presence with singing. This talks about a position. This is God's, this is his uh, position or posture towards us. He's positioned in authority, and he's postured in one of being good. Now, I know that we live in Palm Bay, and there's not a whole lot of farms around here, but who actually has lived near a farm at some point in time in their life? How many people have lived next to a farm that one was taken care of and one was not taken care of? Animals that were treated well and animals that are not treated well. I have this distinct memory at Payne's Prairie where I used to work that there was, um, which we don't have a lot of sheep in Florida. It's kind of cruel to have sheep in Florida in my opinion. But there was a sheep farmer that was in by Payne's Prairie and he had split right down the, the part of our property two different landowners and us. So there's three properties there. We burn our property. Burning is, you know, the best thing that you can do for Florida grass to make it viable. I'm not going to go into that. The one other person was taken care of by mowing and by way of herbiciding and all that. The other landowner didn't do anything. And the sheep on the one side of the fence were well-maintained. They were growing. They were always being sheared. They were healthy. On the other side of the fence, not so much. What do you think it's like to be God's sheep. How much more do you think God takes care of you today? How much more do you think that God, the creator of all, who has established himself, it is he who made us, right? And we are his. He's possessed us. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. How much do you think the Lord is going to take care of us tonight? Notice that our position, this is us. Sheep are pretty dumb animals, right? We need somebody to posture themselves in a position over us, right? So we can bracket that first one as joyful acts. We can bracket three and four as known truth. It's known truth. Then we go into verse four. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Well, we're right back up to our responsibility again. So basically, verses 1 and 2, if you were to do this, you'd have a bracket. Then you'd have a tab in. You'd have another bracket of, three and, of verse 3.
back out to the original bracket. So verse 1 and 2 and 4 correlate with our responsibility, something that we are supposed to enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts of praise, give thanks to him and bless his name. We're back to praising and thanking the Lord. Now remember that. We're going to get back to that in just a few minutes. But it's, it's nice to know that he repeats it for us, that we don't have to wonder what our responsibility is as far as being joyful, um, have gladness and singing and thanksgiving, bless his name. We need to be reminded that. And how we're reminded of that is through life we'll get to in, in verse 5. So let's just go to verse 5. This is the, the key for me. It says, for, and unlike the word in verse 3, no, for is, uh, is a lot different, but it is really, essentially, it's because. Because the Lord is good, and his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. I love that, that phrase, for. Because he is these things, because he is um, all-powerful creator God, and we are his, he made us, we're sheep in his pasture. Because of these things, we can know the Lord is God. We can know that he's with us in our trials. So that's a very simple structure of, of this. This is what I've been thinking about all week, and you can, you can tell me if I'm nuts or not, and I'm okay with you say I am. But before I go there, is, does anybody have anything they want to add? Now, I'm not past Aaron, so if you start asking deep questions, I might tell you. Nope, another time. But anybody got anything you want to share? Yeah. It just sounds like confidence, that we have confidence in the Lord. Yep. Absolutely. Remember that, that phrase that David said, physical pain affects our spiritual outlook. I wrote that down while he was praying, because that is so good. I put, your life affections are connected to who and what you know. That's what I put in one of the titles of my thing is your life's affections or the affections in your life. We don't like to say feelings in a Baptist church. I say your feelings are connected. <laughs> we hate that, but it's true. Isn't joyful a feeling? Isn't gladness a feeling? Now, they can't be everything in life, but, and so I put affections instead of feelings, but your feelings in life are connected to what and who you know. Anything else that somebody wants to point out? All right, this is what I came up with. Life. All right. General arrow of how life proceeds. Can we see this? Good. The first thing that we have um, in our life is known truth. What are some known truths out of this passage? And I would say about God. Okay. What else? He made, us. he made us. So he must be powerful. What else? Faithful. Faithful right? Steadfast. Steadfast, enduring love. Boy, does he need to have that with me. How about you? We belong to him. We belong to him. He's possessed us. We are his. He shepherds us. Not only is he a shepherd, in the other passage he says, good shepherd. Forgiving. He's forgiving. Thank the Lord for that. Long-suffering Long -suffering goes back to enduring. He's forever. 
To what? Forever. He's forever, everlasting. No beginning, no end. As one of our verses so it said, the height, the depth, the length, the width. We didn't do our verse today, did we, David? Paul didn't put that in there. It's not my fault. <laughs> but the height, the width, the depth of God's love, knowing that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we ask or think, right? So he's gracious. There's one that we can put down. What else? Merciful. Merciful. So life, life can be marriage, life can be work, life can be sickness, life can be whatever. Life should be approached with known truths about God. Those known truths about God give us joyful. Every time I touch this thing, it goes weird. Joyful. Um, joyful feelings. And for you Baptists, we'll say affections. <laughs> um, so, joyful feelings or affections, how are they shaped by what you know? For those of you who've been married a long time, you know your wife loves you, right? Mm -hmm. How do you know that? Because of actions, mm -hmm. right? What else? Could these be fear? Could, could a feeling be fear? Yeah. Right. So it could be fear. So life's, life is impacted by our known truths. Known truths about God produce joyful, affectionate feelings or fearful feelings. Sometimes what you know about God gives you fear. We're supposed to fear Him, right? And from joyful feelings, we should be then joyful in service. What do you think? Think that's all there? The thing I love about this is that it goes both ways. You know, one of the passages that I love when we were going through COVID is, was, I think it's in Timothy, where it says, um, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love and a sound mind, which means if you don't have a sound mind, you can't possibly have God or have love. And so then you po can't possibly not be out of fear. So you're going to be fearful if you don't have a sound mind of love. But he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He's given us love and a sound mind. Right? You see how that goes both ways? Well, how do you have joyful service? When this is affected, that means this is affected. And that means this is affected. And usually it means that this right here is not being thought of. Why does Kurt have joy? Why has Kurt been a blessing through things in cancer? Because he's remembering the truth about God. That he's long-suffering, that he's merciful, that he's ultimately good. Yikes. So what if we don't have that? Are we not knowing truth? some doubts like you said illness and, and physical pain alter your perceptions so that sometimes you know maybe a doubt creeps in like what why me and 
And so then what does the psalmist say for you to do? Let's put it right back into the psalm. What does the psalmist say for you to do? Make a joyful noise. Lord, when's the last time you made a joyful noise? I was thinking about this. I've screamed in pain. Definitely screamed in anger. Have a black and blue fingernail. Goes right along with that. You know? We, we shout or scream, but we don't do so for, for joy to the Lord very often, do we? When's the last time you were giddy happy that Jesus saved you? Every day. I'm, I'm glad. I wish I could say that for myself. I wish I could say it's every day and every hour for me. But when you lost Tom, hard, right? Very. Right. But he's every, day. every day. And you can feel it because you remember truth. And you hold fast the truth. And you rely on truth. So when's the last time you made a joyful noise? And you sung. Come into his presence with singing. I mean, really sing. I mean, I'm loud. But I mean, we can pump it out a little bit more. We'll have a chance here in a few minutes to sing. Give thanks to him and praise him for who he is. Why? Well, because we know that he is God. He's the one that made us. He's good to us. We're the sheep of his pasture. You see how this comes full circle? I said I've had a bad week. I've had bad few weeks at work. And honestly, I could just as soon walk away from them people. Yep. 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 Preach it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so if this is to be applied, then it doesn't really matter about work. If I know God's truth in my life, and I do what he says not know, for knowing, which is remembering, being obedient, and believing it, and then take the next step and say, I'm doing these things because the Lord is good. I'm working because the Lord is good, because he's fruitful in my life, because he's these things. Well, then doesn't that shape your mentality moving forward? Aren't your affections then connected to what and who you know? What being the truth of God's word? My dad told me a long time ago to truth, truth to yourself. When you're mad and you want to cut down trees or you want to swing a hammer or throw a hammer or whatever you want to do, when you're mad, truth, truth to yourself. I wanted to do an imprecatory prayer tonight because I'm much more in the mindfulness of, <laughs> of sorrow and sad. And yet, boy, it's done my heart good to, to think about the joy of what God's done for me. The joy of what he's done for you. The blessings that we see today. People that we can say, you know, I saw Jesus in you. You know, isn't that important? I want to see Jesus in your life. Don't you want to see it in mine? Boy, help me do that. You know, pastor's not here tonight. We don't have to put on any show. You know, Pastors often don't get the real you. I want the real you. I want to know what's going on. I want the, the down and dirty with, with what's going on in Rick's life, and let's pray for him. Let's, let's be thankful for, for people who love the Lord. You know, who here remembers Joan Greenwell? That lady blessed my life. If you didn't know her, man, she was in pain. Man, she hurt. But she came on Wednesday nights and opened her Bible and shared, and it was awesome. Are you that person? Can we be that person?
Please, can we make it that way now? Man, this is all connected. And then once you have connection to known truth, boy, you can be joyous. And if you're joyful and then not serving, then you're robbing me of a blessing, to use somebody else's term that I don't care for all the time. Don't rob each, don't rob each other of blessings. If the Lord's been good to you and you're happy and you're joyful, then serve. Get involved somewhere. It doesn't have to be anything big. It can be praying. It can be doing this. Believe me, this is not comfortable for me. I don't care to be up here in all honesty. But serve. Read your Bible, pray. Be encouraged. Be joyful. You know, make stupid things. I have, I have stupid things written all over this paper, of which I'm probably not going to say most of them. You know? I said your affections in life uh, are connected to what you what and who you know. I'm a country music fan. There's a song out there that says, cause and effect, chain of events. All of this chaos makes perfect sense. Right? There's some truth in that. Cause and effect. What's the cause of your sorrow? The effect is you're not loving God properly. What's the cause of your joy? Because you know truth. Because the truth is being lived out. Tonight, this is devotional in nature. This isn't going to be like Pastor Aaron, but tonight, be joyful. Yes? It made me think of Hebrews 12, 3. It says, Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Yeah, weary or faint-hearted. Yeah, Rebecca. I'm sorry, I passed you a couple times. No, this is why it's such a blessing to sing um, in choir. I mean, I, I've been blessed to sing in choirs like, throughout my whole life. Even if you're having a bad day, it's impossible to come away from choir practice still stuck in that bad day mentality. I mean, it's just to, to be able to sing with your brothers and sisters um, is just so uplifting, and it just it mm -hmm. sets your heart in a great posture. So it was a PSA for choir, if anybody's interested. Free of charge. Singing is connected to your heart. Why do you think he's encouraged to do so in songs, hymns, and spirit of songs? Right? We're encouraged to sing, yeah. I have, I have another thing about songs. Um, I'm probably not the only one who has those times when you go to bed at night and the brain is just swirling and you're going this way and that way and all over the place and most of it's negative. I, I don't know why I even let it go on for a couple of minutes, but I sometimes do. And then I start singing a song. Mm -hmm. Any song, if it's from the hymn book or some other uplifting song, it stops. Mm -hmm. It just stops. And I go to sleep. And I, I think it's the Lord, you know, doing one of these things. Like, okay, you don't really need to do that. Let's, you know, let's get on with this. Well, I think it's a recipe for how we deal with other people, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do we, you know, Rick might be watching tonight. If you are, we've been praying for you, Rick. But how do we comfort Rick? How do we give comfort to other people we prayed for tonight who are going things? How do we really comfort them? I'm telling you, I've had this, the, hey, I'm praying for you. Eh, that's good. That's good. I'm not going to be over-spiritual. Sometimes I don't believe people are actually praying for me. If, if I tell you I'm praying for you, I'm, I promise you I'm praying for you. <laughs> I've prayed for a lot of people in the church. It's, I have a lot of time alone myself to the woods, and I spend it 
a lot of time praying. Most of the time angry. <laughs> but I've spent a lot of time praying. Um, but how do we help Rick? Hey, Rick. Bummer. What's going on? Do you know God's good? Do you know we can be joyful? Do you know that you're his? And that you're a sheep in his pasture? He's going to take care of you. It might not be the way you want it. But man, he's going to take care of you. Are you putting your glasses on to see what God is doing? As I look at Christianity, the thing that we fail at most is we don't try to connect the dots to what God is actually doing in your life. We don't. We want to say we're praying for you. We read our Bibles and we do our devotions. We're not doing so devotionally sometimes. I'm trying to teach my kids not to have devotions but to be devotional. There's a difference. But to, to put on the glasses of what God is doing, to connect the dots of his will from stage to stage to stage to stage. That's what we fail at, and we can help do that for each other. Hey, Rick, I noticed when this happened, or hey, you know, I noticed what happened when, with Diana. Hey, wow, one of the blessings with Diana is she's connecting those dots for you. Oh, the Lord is so good. I got a chance to witness to somebody. I was singing and praying, and, you know, she's connecting the dots. Are we doing that with a bad work situation? Sometimes, sometimes not. Are we doing that with the things that come up in life? Sometimes, sometimes not. Do it. That's what this is encouraged to do. To make a joyful noise in all the earth, to serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know, remember, believe that the Lord, he is God. That's his position. And he's postured himself. It is he who made us and we are his. He's postured himself in ownership. And we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks unto him and bless his name because the Lord is simply good. And his love endures forever, everlasting, always. And his faithfulness, even when we don't deserve it, is to all generations. We can go back to the slides. There's my screen. There we go. So we don't have a piano player, and this has been a different night. Hopefully you can see this has been a different night. Um, but we're going to sing a couple more songs. We're going to sing them pretty much one into another. We're not going to take any breaks. I'll flip through the slides. Some of them you may know, some of you might not know. Some may be familiar, some may be less familiar. But pay attention to the words, because they mean something. And because you're singing them to the God of creation, who has done wonderful things for you, whether you know it or not, whether you see it or not, and his love is going to be there. And our responsibility is to know truth, Knowing truth will give us joyous affections or feelings, and then to joyfully serve. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my For great. 
thankful for your love. I pray, I pray that you are pleased tonight with some simple words from a simple man and some simple songs that we mean to sing. You are good. You are more precious than silver. And you've been more costly than gold. Thank you for giving your son to us. Thank you for allowing us to know you in a special way. Lord, take care of us as we struggle.